When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Leafs Nation, welcome to the Fanside Network's Home for Leafs Talk. Tip of the Tower is proud to present the TOT Cast Leafs Edition with your hosts, Chris O'Kranitz and David Morissuti. Welcome back to this week's edition of the TOT Leafs Cast. Joining Dave and I again is staff writer Jake Middleton. And guys, what more is there really to say aside from the news that Dion Phaneuf is no longer a Toronto Maple Leaf? Thoughts on it, guys? I'm I'm still shocked. Yeah, I'm uh I'm already writing a petition to make it a national holiday. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering the amount of buzz it got, yeah, you could make this a national trade, Dion Phaneuf, and get cap space for today. Yeah, it was, I like I was in I was in class when I got the news, and my phone just was blowing up. Uh, not not a great thing if you want to actually pay attention in class or at work. But uh, yeah, no, it was <laughs> did not see it coming. I mean, I had a midterm in the afternoon, and trying to study in the morning was damn near impossible because when you got the hockey dad, Bob McKenzie, shooting tweets out about Phaneuf going to Ottawa, you kind of look at it and you go, okay, Ottawa of all the teams? And then it picked up steam and just all hell broke loose. My phone was literally just dinging off for like a good solid two hours. <laughs> yeah, I was ref- I was refreshing Twitter, seeing who's going out, who's going in. I was pleasantly surprised with what they got back. I thought they did very well to get... The return they got. Well, you know what? Let's talk a bit about the trade then because the Leafs sent out, obviously, Dion Phaneuf, Matt Fratton, Casey Bailey, Ryan Rupert, and Cody Donahue. And in exchange, they got Jared Cowan, Colin Greening, Milan Mahalik, Tobias Lindbergh, and the second-round pick in next year's draft. So essentially, it's Phaneuf for Lindbergh and the 2017 pick next year, which is the second-rounder. And then it's just the money offsetting. What do you guys make of it? Uh, I love it. I mean... Essentially, you're, it's a salary dump. You take away all long-term commitments, so when the team is supposed to be good, at least. I mean, I, I don't envision them being good next year. It's definitely not this year, so it's not a big deal. So you get to do that, and you know, with Cowan's contract, I mean, uh, I know the. I don't know if you guys know the intricacies of his contract, but if he actually gets bought out, it is counted as a credit so you actually get more salary cap space when he is bought out and that's yep. that was written by uh the staff writer uh, frank cervelli of tsn he wrote that and it would just be interesting for you know trading for a, a cap strap team like chicago or tampa bay if they need you know a core uh seven hundred fifty thousand dollars 
like uh, or a guy like Panarin meets his bonuses and they got cap overages. They could buy, they could trade for him, giving up maybe a third round pick or something like that, and get him back, buy him out, and you get more extra cap space. I mean, I think he's. I don't like him as a player personally, but I mean, I think that's an added bonus to it. And then you got you got Mahalik, who I think is is a pretty good player, a guy who can bounce back next year. Hopefully, he's got some better line mates. Uh, hopefully, some luck in the draft and free agency, but. Uh, I mean, he could obviously be moved out, hopefully get a pick for him. And Greening is just about, what, about a million and a half uh, cap it, so that's not a big deal at all. I think the long-term flexibility is is all you want, and you also get a pretty good prospect and a pick in return. So I I can't see in any way this is nothing short of an A+. Dave, what do you think about the deal? Well, no, very surprising. I mean, considering that... I know that there was talks last year about Detroit being interested in FNUF and that they're only going to do the deal if they the Leafs retain salary. I'm just really glad that they did not have to retain any money on this deal because you've already retained salary on Phil Castle's deal and that's going to be for the foreseeable future. So you can't be retaining salary all the time on all these contracts. So that was a big surprise for me that they didn't have to retain salary. Um, obviously, they had to take some contracts from Ottawa because Ottawa is not exactly making a lot of money, so they can't be uh, keeping all these contracts around. So I, I didn't mind the fact that we picked up these players. I mean, uh, Greening, he was he had some time. He was in the AHL for a bit. So his cap hit was 1.7 on the cap when he was buried, but it equals to like 2.6, I believe, if he plays in the NHL. Which I don't see why he can't play in the NHL now, because you know the Leafs are just at a point where they're just going to give people their chances to play. So, might as well give him a shot. Um, as yeah, Jake, you're right. I mean, the prospect they got back in Lindbergh. I mean, I was surprised that Ottawa actually gave up a prospect, let alone also a draft pick as well. But I mean, when you're the Leafs are not just going to give enough away. I know that that was the kind of reason why they didn't do the deal with Detroit last year. So I'm glad that they were able to get something for him while also securing, you know, their future, the Leafs future as well in the deal. So I, it's, I think it's a, it's a win-win for both teams. I mean, Ottawa gets a defenseman because that defense is not great. I mean, the offensive not going to fix it magically overnight, but uh, he's definitely going to make it better. If he's put played in the right role, so I mean he's playing behind Carlson, but takes a little pressure off Carlson as well. So yeah, it's a win-win for both teams. I mean the Leafs definitely get a little bit more of an edge long term, but Ottawa also needs to make some moves to get them uh, in the right track now. I think that does that for them. I thought the trade was a slam dunk for the Leafs. Um, I thought it helped the Senators as well, but for the Leafs to kind of shed seven million dollars of cash space. And have all these opportunities going forward, uh, <clears throat> Steven Stamkos. Um, but all the uh, first stuff that they like, all the flexibility they have now is just—I can't say enough good things about it. I mean, I, I thought they could never move enough going forward just because of the cap hit alone. And Jakey kind of stole my thunder with the Jared Cowan uh, little gem there about his contract. Yeah, I think that could be a very valuable trade chip for them as well. Um, do you guys think Dion Phaneuf kind of made a mistake by putting Ottawa on his trade list? I think he kind of thought that he'd never get dealt there, and well, yeah, well, that, behold. that's what uh, Brian, or that's what O Dog was saying on on Leafs lunch, and he he said maybe he would just put teams that they would never trade him to on it. I mean, 
it was an interesting idea. I just I personally can't see him doing that. I mean, why would you do that? Uh, trying to limit yourself to that, but I, it's a very interesting idea. I just I don't really buy it. Yeah, you're not playing poker face with Lou Lamarillo. You're not going to say, yeah, try trading me to this team. <laughs> Guess what? If, if that was the case, then the joke was on him. Cause Lou just... Then you wind up in Columbus or, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, or even worse, Edmonton. Yeah, exactly. What do you guys make about Jerry Cowan? Do you think he could be a reclamation project? I know he was number six overall pick years back, and he's he's been plagued by injuries, but also his play has been dumpster fire-like at times where you watch him and it, it hurts your eyes. Do you guys think Babcock can work some magic with him? Uh, personally, I don't. I don't see. I don't see. I see the only value to him as the as the buyout. Pretty much, uh, he's just has zero foot speed, in my opinion, and he's also injury prone. Uh, I mean, it's as Craig Button was saying. I, I don't see him ever being a full time NHL player. I mean, hopefully. The Leafs play him because they're trying to be as bad as possible. But, no, I mean, barring uh, him just completely turning around his skating and his foot speed getting significantly better, I, I personally can't see him offering any value to any contending team. Dave, you think he's got any life left in him? Well, he he only he only have a short amount of time to show it. I don't know how much of a chance, you know, how much a, tight, a rope he's going to have or a leash he's going to have with the Leafs. I mean, he's got size. He was a top ten, former top ten pick. I mean, really, that doesn't say much anymore with some of these players. But uh, yeah, I mean, as Jake said, like if you don't have the foot speed, especially with the size that he has, I mean, he's a pretty big defenseman. It's going to be tough for him to uh, to be successful in Babcock's, Babcock's system, but. You know, it just at this point, you play him as much as you can for the rest of the season. You don't really have much to lose at this point. So, yeah, but, I mean, I, the, I, Ottawa was not too happy with him. I know Brian Murray wasn't too happy with what the way that turned out. So, I would just give him, give him a shot, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I think that's fair. I mean, he kind of turned to the whipping boy there in Ottawa where whenever things went wrong, they would just pin it on Jerry Cowan. Moving on to other players in the deal, though, I don't think any of us really want to talk about Colin Greening, but Tobias Lindbergh is somebody who's very intriguing, in my opinion, and I think all three of us would agree. This morning at the Marlies practice, he was on a line with William Nylander and uh, Kaspari Kapanen. What do, you guys, what do you guys think his ceiling is? First of all, I think it's the perfect situation for him. Moving from Binghamton, who is, to say it lightly, complete garbage in the <laughs> AHL to obviously the best team in the AHL and being able to play with two highly skilled forwards like like Kasperi Kapanen and William Nylander is going to be terrific for him I mean I got an opportunity to watch him last year at the Memorial Cup and in the OHL finals against you know McDavid and, and the Erie Otters and he's really impressive I mean he's got a really underrated uh, like snapshot he's you know he's not the greatest skater but he can definitely you know move his way around the ice uh, it's it's something that could be improved upon, but he's a, an underrated playmaker, and you know I think he's a guy who can definitely play up and down your lineup in your top six possibly. But I would put him at a top nine potential. I'm really interested to see how he how he handles playing with Nylander and Kapanen because last year he did fantastic on on that line with it was Dal Cole and I think uh, Michael McCarron, and he had a pretty pretty good. Uh, 
chemistry with highly skilled players with uh, those two guys who are both first round picks and high first round picks and that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I really liked the acquisition. I thought he was the maybe third guy I wanted behind either Pumple or um, Colin White, their recent first round pick. But, you know, I didn't think they were going to move those guys. So yeah. I, I was, I thought he was their third best, you know, forward prospect that was available to the Leafs that wasn't off, off limits. So I, I was, I was very happy at getting him. Yeah, just to add on to that, I think the one thing I like about him is, is he has the size that the thing that the the least prospects don't have a lot of. Um, you know, he has he can put up offensive numbers, which is good, but he has the size to complement the line of now. You know, having with Nylander and Captain, who are not exactly you know bigger bigger forwards. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic works. Uh, of course, Sheldon Keefe and both DJ Smith are very, very familiar with him. And I, I heard uh, Keefe had said that uh, if if you know, if you know, his old coach DJ Smith didn't like him, he wouldn't have been with the Leafs. So, and I know Mark Carter was really high on him to get him in this deal. So they see something in him. I don't know exact. They don't have. I don't think they have an exact uh, plan for him because they just got him, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see. It's like adding a player at the trade deadline for the Marlies, too, a team that's favorite to go to the Calder Cup. So I'm interested to see how he uh, how he adjusts to this new system in Toronto as opposed to Ottawa. Well, I think the biggest thing with him, like you guys were touching on, is his size. The Leafs, they lack a lot of size in the in the farm system now. Do you think that's something they try and target more of as the trade deadline looms? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, I don't think it's the end all be all, but I think it definitely is high on their list of things they need. I mean, yeah, to get a big winger, six three, two hundred fifteen pounds is definitely something you're looking for. I mean, you can't just have a team full of, you know, small guys. You got to have some balance there. So, you know, that was another added piece to, uh, to the trade that just made it, uh, a really good ad for them. So I was happy with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're looking at the players that are in the Marlies now, and even in the OHL and uh, that the Leafs have in the queue. Uh, they're, they're a bit smaller, and Mitch Marner, one of the knocks on him has been the fact that he's not the strongest player in, you know, physically, so they want him to get stronger. So I do think you know, adding size, you don't want to overpay to get size. We've seen the Leafs do that before, but you don't want to... Neglect it as well, so I'm 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 happy that they were able to get both in this trade, you know, both size and talent. Well, considering the, how big this trade was, I figured today we just talk nothing but trades and trade deadline in general. Another player that I think could follow a similar path to Dion Phaneuf is Nazem Kadri, and what I mean by that is all year Lamarillo and the Leafs were talking about how good Dion Phaneuf was, and now they're kind of the same thing with Nazem Kadri, where. I kind of get the vibe they're in the good old pump and dump here where they're pumping his tires up just to dump them off to somebody. Do you guys get the same vibe, or do you think Kadri's here to stay? Uh, I mean, I, I've heard that that same sentiment before, but, I mean, uh, I really like Kadri personally. I mean, unless I'm given a really good return, as in a, a young right shot, de- right young defenseman on the back end who's controllable for a couple years, I don't really see him being traded. I mean, you got to prepare for the worst in the respect that they don't get the number one pick and they don't get Stamkos, then you're left with absolutely zero center. So, I mean, I, I think he's got a future with this team moving forward. He's, he's decently young. He's 25, I think. 
and he's put up some good numbers and, and proved that you know he actually can uh, compete on a 200 foot play a 200 foot game that you know Babcock wants. So unless I'm being given a prospect and or a roster player for him, uh, I can't really see him being moved. No. With with Kadri, I mean, he's been getting a lot of praise from Lamarillo and from uh, Babcock. I mean, they did the same thing with uh, Fanov. So I'm wondering if he's a little nervous now. I mean, he didn't exactly have the best game in Calgary. I mean, the whole thing with Giordano didn't really help with that. But uh, keep your head I'm, up, pal. Yeah, I, I I wonder if that's going to affect his you know his his mental focus as the year goes on because you know he could be thinking any moment he can get traded. I would be a little little worried if I was him just on that. Um, I would wonder if you, uh, Jake, you mentioned that the Leafs could use a right-hand shot defenseman, and there's one in Winnipeg who is an RFA and who has not been signed yet. I know they just signed Dustin Bufflin. I know uh, you were kind of talking about uh, Jacob Truba. Do you think Winnipeg? I know that Winnipeg wouldn't just trade Truba for Kadri, but we, would a deal work? In trying to get in trying to doing a swap between the two? Uh yeah, I mean I'm in the middle of writing something about, you know, a bunch of young defensemen that could target. Um Truba is in one of the top ones along with, you know, Tyson Berry, Hamannick, uh Vatnin, Fowler and and Jared Spurgeon. But yeah, I mean I'll talk about uh Truba first. I mean, I think he's the perfect uh complement to what the Leafs have right now and they got a lot of you know, highly gifted skaters who are very good on the offensive side of the ice, but not very good on the defensive side. Well, improving, I'll say that. And I mean, I think if you want to make a trade for Jacob Truba, you got to offer Jake Gardner and something else. I mean, I don't think that's the only player uh, I could see the Leafs realistically giving up that they would want. I mean, obviously they probably want Riley back and that's just a no go. So he's the only player, in my opinion, that I think they would want. And you'd have to add a little sweetener to it, maybe a prospect or something like that. But I think that's that's something that they're looking for because, um, as was reported by uh, James Myrtle, they're pretty much locked in with with Bufflin and Tyler Myers as their top two uh, defensemen. And it's not really fair for, uh, in my opinion, an elite defenseman to be playing with Mark Stewart and just having his game get carried down by a player of his magnitude. Well, to interject a bit here, did you guys see what Truba was asking for, though? Back in December, there was a report from Sportsnet that he wanted eight years, 56 mil. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could wrap my head around giving him six mil a year. I mean, the eight years, I don't have a problem with you. I mean, he's 21 years old. And you sometimes you got to take a gamble on, on some of those players. But, I mean, you definitely got to, you know, have conversations with his agent about that. But, I mean, I don't think it's it's completely outrageous deal i think the money is close but you know i think that he's got to lower his demand slightly and that that's another reason why i think winnipeg will deal him too yeah i mean and the lease also have to figure uh morgan riley's going to want to get signed too so you mentioned that maybe gardner would fit in the move i would actually personally like if they traded gardner as much as he's got talent and he's he can you know he can create offense i'm i'm not sold on him defensively still I think a team like Winnipeg could actually use someone like Gardner, who is not exactly big, but he can uh, he can make you know be creative in the offensive zone. You know, use his skating to create plays. I actually like Chuba a lot. 
you know, he impressed me in his first year in the league. He had 29 points in, you know, in 65 games. Like, um, I, I think if you do get him, you know, he's easily a top four. He could even, you know, play in your top, in your top pairing with Morgan Raleigh. And that would be, a, I think it would be a really nice pairing moving forward. But as you said, the contract demands would kind of, maybe that's why teams aren't calling on him right now. Cause they're not sure what the contract demands are like. So, that's probably something that that Winnipeg's gonna have to figure out. I mean, he's an RFA, so they don't have to deal him right away. But I don't think they're gonna want to make that drag out too long if there's no chance that they're gonna be able to resign him. Yeah, I mean, hey, the Leafs they got now they got what is it about twenty five million in in cap uh, cap commitments off the books, so they got to spend their money somewhere. I mean, I'd rather them pay over slightly overpay for uh, you know. 21-year-old potential top-pairing defenseman then pay some guy on the unrestricted free agency, you know, way more than he deserves. I mean, yeah, I, I think the Leafs aren't going to make a – he's not a mistake-type player. He's not uh, in his late 30s about to fall off. He, he's 21 years old, and he's got a long career ahead of him. So, you know, I, I think it's definitely a risk worth taking. I mean, you could obviously negotiate a little bit, but I would definitely be okay with them overpaying a little bit to get a player of his magnitude. Well, what about a guy like Kevin Shattenkirk? Would you guys deal, let's say, I know JVR's been thrown around a bit, but you think Shattenkirk's somebody that would be uh, plausible for the Jays, for the, the Jays, for the Leafs to go after? <laughs> uh, for me, if it's if it's JVR that the Blues are looking for, I don't know if I'm doing that because I, I actually like JVR. You know his contracts. I mean, his contracts not going to is going to expire soon, but in the next two years. But I like him the way he fits this team. He's got the size. He's got the skill. You've seen what the team is like without him there. That's how you know you have a valuable player on your team is when the team is not as good when you lose them. So I, I kind of like JVR a bit much. I know that Shattenkirk's a really good defenseman, but. Um, I think I just because because of JVR's age and you know what the Le- what the team, what the Leafs need, I think it'd be better off just keeping JVR and go for, going for someone a little bit younger. That you know you're not going to ex- and Kashankar's going to want a lot of money in his next contract too, and he's a bit older, so I don't know if he would kind of fit the mold that the Leafs are wanting to do. And he's a defenseman, I just don't know if that type of deal I would I'd be wanting to make right now. He's also UFA in the end of next year, so I mean, yeah. if you if you really want him, you can just wait until the until the uh, next off season because I don't think I don't think anyone's going to offer him that much money. Well, let's talk a bit about UFA soon. I guess UFA is to be for the Leafs here. It's a pretty lengthy list when you go down here. You got guys like Brad Boys, Mark Arcabello, PA Parentu, Nick Spaulding, Sean Matthias, and you can even throw Michael Grabner in there. Who do you guys think is going to get moved, or how many players do you see get moved at the deadline? If I set a line out there, let's say uh, two and a half trades, you taking the over or you taking the under? I'll take the over on that easily. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I think right off the bat, without even knowing all the free agents, I think you got Parento who's gone, you got uh, Polak who's gone, and obviously they can get rid of Arcabello pretty, probably pretty easily. Even though, I mean, if it's Anything uh, over a six-round pick, I would just keep them and let them play with the Marlies. But I mean, yeah, they could deal. They could deal all of them. Matthias is definitely gone. There's, there's no way he's staying. And you know, maybe even Reimer. I don't know. I mean, I don't buy it. I think he'll actually get re-signed. But 
you know, he's also a guy that if you head to the head into the trade deadline and he's asking too much money, you could definitely deal him. So I would definitely take the over on on just those three guys alone. Yeah, I, I definitely think PA Parento is probably the first to get moved. He's been the one that's kind of had the most consistency and actually has something that teams could use. Um, it, it's going to be tough on some of the other ones. The Leafs are going to. It's going to be tough to move a Sean Mathias unless you really, really just don't want much in return. Michael Grabner could be a useful player for for a team that needs. You know, he's got his speed is going to be really useful to a team. I don't know if Brad Boys is going to get moved. I mean, he's been in and out of the lineup a lot unless a team is willing to take a chance on him. I mean, he could just stay. I definitely think Roman Polak would be like on the top of the list with P.A. Parento to be gone. And, I mean, when it comes to Reimer, I mean, I wrote, I wrote an article giving you what I thought about it. Pretty lengthy debate with some of the other, uh, with Leafs Nation on what they should do with uh, Reimer. But, uh, yeah, I definitely, if I had to give my list, I'd say Parento, Polak, and Grabner would be the three for sure that would be gone at the trade deadline. Yeah. I could even see as far as Sean Matthias getting added in there, even Nick Spalling. Uh, if I just set a real hard concrete line, excluding yesterday's trade, I'd say five and a half trades would probably be a line I'd set. And I'd probably still optimistically take the over because I just feel like there's so many guys that they could trade and get pieces back for. Is there any player out there on a team in particular you'd like to see the Leafs go after? In a trade or free agency? Or uh, in a what? trade, sorry, in a trade at the deadline. Or even at the draft, a trade, just a trade in general. Yeah, I mean, the outside. I'd say at the draft. I mean, for most of these players, I think they're going to get moved for anything. Peanuts, you know, sixth round picks. I mean, they traded Jokin for a sixth round pick for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean, if he can get a sixth round pick, the guy was awful. Anybody can get a sixth at least. Uh, I mean, yeah, you just got to get as many picks as you can, uh, no matter what is offered, and. Use those picks as currency to move up or down in the draft. I mean, I, I really expect the Leafs to get at least two seconds, one out of both uh, Polak and one out of Parento. So, I mean, in that case, they'd have, what, it would be four four seconds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, six in the next two years. Yeah, six in the next years. I mean, I'd try and use those seconds to either get back up in the first or, I mean, a player I, I would really like to go after is Tyson Berry on the Colorado Avalanche. He's a very good player. I think one of the best skating defensemen in the entire NHL. Yep. And he's really underrated out playing Colorado. And he doesn't get much you know, fanfare because maybe it's because he plays in Colorado or that he's a second-pair defenseman behind Eric Johnson or, or he's undersized or isn't a, great off, isn't a great defensive guy. But I think he'd be a tremendous addition. I don't think he would cost that much because – I don't see them giving him the money that he wants. I hear it's like seven years at, you know, five or five million or something like that, which is extremely palatable. So I mean, that's that's a guy who I would personally like them to go after. And you know, yeah, it's just weird to see Colorado losing all these good young players like O'Reilly, Stasny, and potentially Barry. You know, I mean, some I, I agree with drawing the line on contract demands, but sometimes they got to pay these guys. Yeah, especially O'Reilly. I feel like that was a big mistake on their end to let him walk. Well, not even let him walk. Trade him for what? Zadarov and Gregorenko? How's that working out so far? Oh, yeah. yeah. What about you, Dave? Is there anybody you'd like to see the Leafs target? 
I have not really thought about it. I mean, really, the plan has really been just to get picks and prospects. So, I mean, when you come when it comes to like actual NHL ready players that teams already have, the Leafs haven't really gotten as many. I mean, they got Martin Marinson in a trade from Edmonton. We know how that turned out. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> that my, that's my only explanation for the Martin Marinson deal. It's just like Edmonton need to get rid of him and the Leafs want to take a chance. Um, I mean, there's you, I, I, the only way, re, way I can see the Leafs adding someone else is to go to a team that's cap-strapped going into next year and needing to move someone. Um, but I don't even know who – what. I mean, Brandon Saad got traded to Columbus last last uh, in the off season. Like, if the Leafs can go after a player in that sort of range, you know, a younger player and his looking for an, an RFA deal. I mean, I think Saad was. I think Columbus may have been a little too quick to give Saad all the money he wanted. I mean, he's a pretty good player, but um, I don't know if he's he's not, not exactly. They need more than just Brandon Saad. So, I mean. Leafs could look at a deal like that, where you add a player that's looking for looking for more of an opportunity, and they can give it to them. So that that's what I look for. I just don't have a particular player in mind that the Leafs could actually go after. I have not really thought about it. Yeah, I don't think there's a particular player. Although I do love the Tyson Berry compliment there. Um, I think he's a heck of a player, one hell of a skater. Contract wise, it'd be tough for him, but. He's somebody I'd love to see the Leafs get. Uh, I'm not opposed to Shattenkirk either, but to what you guys were saying earlier, why not just wait? Uh, I'm all in favor of them just hoarding picks and prospects, though. I mean, it's a rebuild. <laughs> what more can you expect, right? Yeah. Um, Jake, who do you think is a better skater, though? i got to ask you. Tyson Berry or Shane Gostisbehere? Uh To be honest, I mean, the only time I've watched Gostisbehere was when he was killing us in college. But, <laughs> I mean, if it's a player, I would I would take... Uh, Goss bear, but I got it for skating. It's it's Tyson Berry. I mean, the guy just glides. Uh, it looks like he's gliding out there. I mean, he he actually honestly is one of the best skating defensemen I've ever seen. I'm kind of surprised. The only reason why I asked is because uh, Goss bear after he tore his ACL, there was a lot of talk how he was doing figure skating before he started playing hockey full time, and then he did it to help rehab back. And if you ever seen him kind of shimmy the blue line with his feet almost parallel to the line, it's it's a sight to see, and watching him just get out of the breaks there was uh, it's pretty interesting. I've never seen a D-man just kind of straddle the blue line or snap out of his breaks the same way he does, and they uh, attributed a lot of it to his figure skating background, which I thought was pretty interesting. The only other yeah. player I know that's similar is Jeff Skinner. <clears throat> Jeff Skinner was uh, used to be a figure skater, and he's known well for his skating too from what I've heard. So, I mean, yeah, I've seen Tyson Berry. I, I would say Tyson Berry would definitely be the top out of all of them. I mean, I think that Colorado would be really dumb not to uh, try to keep him around for as long as they can, though, for what he gives that team. That team is terrible defensively, and they could really use to keep their best defenseman, who I think is Tyson Berry. Totally agree with you guys. Is there anybody at the deadline you think would be kind of a surprise trade candidate, somebody who we haven't really talked about that you could see the Leafs dealing out? Um, Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people are saying that they don't want to trade Komarov at all. I think he'd be a pretty good guy to package in to get either another first-round pick or a, a good prospect or a young roster player. I mean, I'm all for – I love Leo. I mean, I'll be the first guy to say that. But, I mean, whatever you do, whatever you can to get 
you know, a first round pick or a, a good prospect, you got to do it. I mean, you know, I just can't see his value ever getting higher than it is now. And, you know, as much as, as you love the guy, you, you just, you have to take emotion out of it and, and trade him. I don't think he will be. I would be stunned if he was, but he, he would be the, the guy who I think would uh, really shock me. Outside of that, um, if JBR got moved, yeah, I would be pretty stunned at that too. Yeah, that'd be the big one for me too. What about yeah. you, Dave? I think JBR would definitely be that player for me. I mean, I've heard his name quite a bit in terms of trade rumors. His team's calling and wanting him. I think he's a lot of team team as a very valuable commodity with his cap and stuff. I think the big surprise for me would be Joffrey Lupul. I know he has that contract that other teams wouldn't want, but we've seen the Leafs work magic to move these contracts. And I don't know if, I mean, I could really see them keeping loop all around just because they, they actually actually should keep some players in, with these younger players coming in, you know, the next couple of years. But I don't know if that would, if that would really surprise me if they were able to move Lupo's contract. Cause they seem hell bent on moving contracts that are not really helping them out. But I, if I wouldn't say Joffrey Lupo, then Tyler Bozak would be that player actually. I've heard, I've talked with some people that said they, you know, they wanted to get as much out of Bozak so they could shop him and could move him. I think they could move him. It's just whether or not you're, uh, you could find the team that would want to to take on his contract for the next two years and be ha- and have a role for him. So if I had to say it, would either be Lupo or Bozak for me. Considering you guys have said Komarov, Lupo, Bozak, and JVR. I'm going to stick with the non-trendy one here and say Jonathan Bernier. I just feel like some team like Calgary is going to come and make some offer that Lou Lamarillo is going to be like, yeah, sure, take him, get him off our hands. And I'll say Bernier would be the surprise. Although JVR would most definitely be my biggest surprise. If I saw him go, I'd kind of scratch my head a bit and really, really be curious of what we're getting back in return because I feel like he's a player the Leafs can build around going forward. Yeah, definitely. I think he he's by far the best player they have. I think it would be a huge mistake to to deal him. Um, I just think he's a guy that you should keep no matter what. I mean, unless you're given something that's way too good to be true, unless it's a lottery pick and, you know, a prospect, I I would do all I could to keep him around because I think he's definitely – You I mean, you got to put – you got to ice a team for these guys. You can't just have – you know, Nylander and Marner playing with nobody. So, I mean, that's a guy for me. That's probably my favorite player on the team right now. So, you know, I I really hope he doesn't get dealt. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like, I've always liked JBR. I love the trade when they um, traded Luke Chen for him. I saw Shen's play was really inconsistent. And J- well, I mean, JBR's play was inconsistent when they got him. But, I mean, he's he's been... Uh, he, I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if you guys would call him elite, but I think he's probably one of their best forwards. He steadily of, progressed, that's for sure. Yeah, I think, he's a, I think he's an elite player. I mean, he's was a U.S. Olympian, so also yeah. New Jersey guy. So got to throw a shout out to that. <laughs> yeah, one of the, one of the few times where we get to hear hear American actually uh, go out, you know, say he's an American-born player. We love that's why we love him. We're yeah, like, exactly. Us Canadians up here in Canada, we're like, yeah, he's a good old Canadian boy, you know, Don Cherry style. Uh-huh. Yeah, good old Ontario. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, guys, I think Don Cherry's a fitting way to wrap things up here. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this week's edition of the Leafs TOT Cast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Tip of the Tower. 
Don't forget to like our Facebook page also, at Tip of the Tower. If you have any questions for myself, you can reach me at Crystal Cranitz on Twitter. You can reach David Morissuti at D underscore Morissuti. That's M-O-R-A-S-S-U-T-T-I. And, of course, you can reach Jake Middleton at JakeMiddleton12 on Twitter. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to us on iTunes at Tip of the Tower. That's all for now, guys. We look forward to talking to you again next week. Enjoy your night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.